Okay, joining me now is Andrew Batchelor, the founder of Dundee Culture and presenter of Dundee Cast. At the age of 12, Andrew founded Dundee Culture and very recently has started Dundee Cast, a podcast looking into outstanding individuals from the city. Andrew comes very highly recommended, being recognised by the Evening Telegraph Community Spirit Awards, winning the Make a Difference Culture Award, and has been described as one of the foremost young digital leaders in both Scotland and the UK, and also voted the Scotchcast's spiciest redhead of 2020. Andrew, welcome to the pod. It's great to have you on. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I love that, you, you, you spiciest redhead. I love that. <laughs> Mate, it, was, it was a general consensus across the board, you know. I mean, yeah. it was between you and Ross Greer, so, you know, you won. Um, <laughs> so so just, just to kind of get started, Andrew, what is Dundee Culture and how did it come about? Well, Dundee Culture was originally a passion project that started off... Um, well, it kind of starts off with my love for Dundee, and that was inspired from my auntie, who uh, who loved Dundee so much, and she had a lot of time for Dundee. She loved it, and she was proud of the city. And she used to take me out with my brother to like the Discovery, the um, city, the city centre, and you know we did stuff. And that was I was inspired inspired me to you know love Dundee as well. And she took us up the Dundee Law, and it was amazing seeing the city. And that inspiration kind of went on to me, and it sh- and that's how my love for Dundee kind of started. And my auntie sadly passed away back in 2011, and she was very young when she passed away, and she really had an impact on my love for the city and so what happened was Dundee went to bid for the UK City of Culture in 20 for 2017 and I and I wanted to take it upon myself to you know help out because that love for Dundee was there and when I went on Facebook Twitter and that there was no campaign that I saw um, you know, working um, that went towards Dundee's bid. Uh, so I created Dundee Culture Off My Own Back and it was originally stuff about, you know, promoting the bid, what was happening with the bid and I wasn't really focusing on culture at the time. It was all about, you know, what what's happening with the bid and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, and what happened was a few days after creating it, uh, the bid team actually got in touch and they thought it was the work of a university student and I was only 12 at the time. So that was something that was, you know, quite unbelievable seeing, hearing that there, there was people there saying, oh, oh my God, this is a, a this is a 12-year-old kid doing this and not a university student. And so they basically asked me to become part of the bid team and said, like, we'd love for you to come on to be a young ambassador for the bid because we've seen what you've been doing and it's really helped, you know, uh, raise the profile for the bid um, because there's a lot... The the thing was that the UK Settle Culture bid that was, you know, organised, it was by an organisation called We Dundee. And a lot of a lot of the campaign in that they did, I kind of feel that they didn't reach out to natural Dundonians and you know somebody born and bred Dundonian like myself I wanted to you know extend that to Dundonians like myself like and you know get them involved and it really worked out Um, and once that came about when I came part of the bid team it was when the the Evening Tilly which is our local paper they got in touch and the Courier also got in touch as well because the story at the time was incredible that they they thought oh my god there's this 
there's this 12 year old that's actually helping out with a bed that you would think all, it would be all adults and so they did a story on that and that helped build Dundee culture back and so the bed mm. went to um, to the stages of being into the final stages and you know like being shortlisted we we're ready to find out of Dundee when or not and I got in contact uh, the BBC got in touch as well and they wanted me to be part of a section on Newsround uh, back in to you know represent Dundee and because it had four four young people um talking about um why their city should win this UK city of culture and it was it was hilarious doing outtakes and you know I messed up on about 14 15 different occasions <laughs> so it was I was like and um I was so it's funny now because uh, beforehand it was recording, 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 and we couldn't stop um, doing like that. And I always messed up, so we finally got there, and it was on TV the next day. So and that helped raise my raise Dundee culture's profile even more. And unfortunately, Dundee didn't win. It was Hull that won the UK set of culture bid. And at that time, uh, I what I was doing was it was something that you know like should I continue doing Dundee culture and I had the plan to close it but the support grew on the final day and it went to over a thousand likes which was on my Facebook page and more people started saying we want more and so like anyone would do I gave them more and so I continued Dundee culture into the new year and that was a big year I would say it's one of the most uh, proudest years of my life because I was asked to you know hold the Queen's baton for the Commonwealth Games and that I consider one of my best achievements of my life because that was a once in a lifetime opportunity to to have this um, experience of you know having this opportunity to be part of and Scotland's biggest sporting event and it was so it was amazing and I also um, was named in the um, like you mentioned the the four young people who rode the tech who've rode the tech road and I was only uh, it was a list by Young Scott and I was only Scott on that list and the others were from uh, like Pakistan the United States and Sierra Leone and um, it was just unbelievable and it was also what happened then was you know I was also named Dundee's youngest ambassador so you had people like Brian Cox, Lorraine Kelly, um, all of these different people who have had a connection with Dundee or who are from Dundee um, and I was named an ambassador for the city at the age of, I was only, I was still 12 at the time so uh, something that you know it's quite um, something that you would never expect and there was an honour being named on that list and then in 2019, uh, well, 2018 still uh, we had the VNA opening and you also had um, a lot of stuff happening in Dundee so and that's how you know promoting that and you know and in 2019 you know like more stuff happening in Dundee with creativity and you know more new stuff happening and then this year because of the pandemic I have been helping promote um, what's going on in Dundee during the pandemic to making sure people were staying safe uh, because um, I've created a campaign called Stay Safe Dundee which was you know something that I wanted to you know help other people know about what was going on in Dundee during the, during the pandemic and I'm still doing that um, today and you know I'll continue to do once the pan- until the pandemic ends and at the moment um, when Dundee Culture actually started it was originally all done in my bedroom but now I've got a studio in my garden as well so 
uh, it's a good uh, so seeing Dundee Culture go from something from when they started as a passion project to you know being on the cusp of you know even being a business is was has been unbelievable I mean I've got my own space now I've got you know doing stuff and you know helping others know about what's going on so yeah that's how Dundee Culture's going and you know it's really interesting to see where it goes next because um, despite all that's going on this year it has been in terms of performance wise for Dundee Culture that bit my best year ever for doing this because it got over 11 million visits uh, for my platforms this year so a lot of things are going on and I'm looking forward to see what happens next yeah absolutely mate and 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 what what do you think is next you know what is next for Dundee Culture even then you know what are your kind of plans if you could give us a wee insight into that well I can't predict the future uh, but I got some ideas of what I would want to do um I'm aiming to, you know, help out promote Dundee's connections with the sister cities. So I would love to, you know, in the future, go to uh, Alexandria, which is one of Dundee's twin cities in the United States, and, you know, promote, you know, what's going on there. Because at the moment, cities are, you know, kind of, nobody's hearing about them anymore. And, you know, it's important to keep that connection. So I'm wanting to do that, hopefully, once the pandemic ends, and, you know, working on some stuff, with that and you know i'm hoping that i can you know go to get that opportunity to go and you know um and i'm also hoping to you know build on what i was planning to do before even the pandemic cut um was to create an accessibility guide for disabled people in dundee and i'm hoping to you know do that properly once the pandemic ends as well and um, so i'm wanting to help disabled people in the city as well and that was originally going to be i'm um, doing that once you know when i got set up in my office and um, my studio so it was that sort of stuff and because of um some personal stuff that was happening in my family it got delayed and you know um, and you know the pandemic as well it didn't really help so that's what I'm, I'm hoping to do in the near future and I don't know what else who knows what's going to happen because like it's been an unbelievable year I never thought I'd be where I am this year so I, c- mm. I don't know what the future is going to hold. I'm not from Dundee right you know I've visited a few times and everything like that but I have noticed that over the years it has flourished and it's grown and you know it's, it's foothold in things like the video gaming industry you know building up video games and stuff like that but what do you think are still some of the challenges facing the city well dundee's not perfect and every city's not perfect every city's got its problems every city's got challenges and it's important to you know identify those challenges and dundee's got a problem with a drugs crisis at the moment and you know it's really something that the 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 like the Dundee City Council and the Scottish Government are trying to work on to reduce, and it's really a lot of the things that were that has been going on has been uh, the mainstream media have portrayed Dundee as this like drug death capital of Europe and um and but there's nothing really positive about Dundee, but there that's where that's where I would say like there's more positives and negatives in Dundee, but the challenges that face Dundee at the moment is the drug crisis at the moment. And we've also got homelessness going on um, in the city as well. Um, But like I say, every city in the world has got these problems as well. So you've got Edinburgh, Glasgow, London, you know, all these different places and, you know, around the world that have got these problems and Dundee's no different. Um, And no city's perfect, like I say, and the challenges that the city faces, I do hope in time will, you know, kind of get fixed and, um, 
and you know it's just you know helping promote uh, like awareness awareness of what's going on to try and fix it as well so you know like working on you know trying to get the drug crisis rates down the drug rates down in dundee um and like i say i'm not i'm not shying away the fact that dundee's perfect because dundee isn't perfect like we've got problems at every city but every city does um but i'm always trying to you know promote the positive sides to dundee and there's so much positives to the city as well but it's a shame because the mainstream media kind of portray dundee as this negative place but it's more than that and it's i do feel like over time because of what's going on in the city more people are you know shining into it and the mainstream media are kind of putting a more positive side but i don't think it's enough and i do hope in the future you know once the challenges are you know once hopefully we fix these challenges i can we can go on to you know uh, building a more positive aspect for the city yeah absolutely i mean you know these things are affecting every every city really and and across the uk across europe um but again this year we've just had a complete you know just another challenge on top of that with covid19 and um it's been an overwhelmingly challenging year for everyone but how do you think that dundee has handled the pandemic well what's interesting is that as much as the rates are going a bit higher as now because we're now in level three restrictions here um as part of the tier system uh dundee has actually handled this very well very well in fact even like i would say the main the main positive stuff that's been going on in dundee is the amazing work of nhs side because their response to this pandemic has been absolutely amazing um and I've mentioned this to quite a lot in other interviews, um, that the city is going through a lot of, you know, even though it's going through a lot of tough times right now, the community of Dundee as well is united against this. I mean, you've got charities in Dundee that are helping out with, like, local food banks and that, like, there's charities that are, are you know, helping others and, you know, and it's really good because Dundee is not too big, not too small. It's a all right size but there's still you know there's people in the city that are working together to you know stop this fight just try and make it as good you know, um, positive or a negative and you know the city might have you know like its problems with COVID-19 but the, the response to the pandemic in the city has been absolutely amazing because you've got um, amazing people you know doing stuff um and you know, helping others, and there's there's people here to help, um, like charities, you know, that are giving mental health uh, support for young people, and you know, uh, people are, are helping. You know, if you need something to chat to, we're here. So there's charities like that in Dundee that are uh, giving a giving you know support, like even the, maybe people who might be suffering from mental health issues, and you know, people who are, might be older who are quite lonely. There's always somebody to talk to in Dundee because you know the cities, the cities very like united and you know we've got we're we're we're, we're as dundonians we're really um perceive others as like we're all together in this and it's it's a good relationship to you know have i mean other cities are like big and that but as dundee is quite it's quite a good to be community and a lot of people are you know saying like like the response the city's done with the pandemic has been brilliant and yeah we've got we've got obviously cases on the rise at the moment uh, in Dundee but um that, that won't stop the community working together to you know 
look at a positive from a negative. And, you know, from my point of view as well, um, for what I'm doing with Dundee Culture, I'm helping people understand what's going on with, with the pandemic and with my campaign. And I'm hoping that more people will get um, aware, aware of this and, you know, follow the guidelines because uh, COVID-19 won't last forever. It will end. And, you know, and but until then, we've got to stick together as Dundonians to, you know, stop as much as we can, follow the guidance, and once we get this, once we if we stick to the rules, the the more more closer the virus will kind of um, stop spreading in the city. So, but Dundee's response has been absolutely brilliant, and like like NHS side have been absolutely on the ball with this, and like um, they're very it's very like good to you know have this health board one of the best in the UK and also the best it's recently been named the best Nine Hospital in Dundee has been named the best E hospital in the UK and you know the response the city's had with the pandemic like I say has been absolutely brilliant and I mean with lockdown and the pandemic obviously comes a lot of free time speaking of which where did the idea uh, come from to start Dundee cast well originally Dundee I was planning to you know uh, start a podcast a few years ago and it was something that I started in about 2018 and it was mainly at the time I was hoping to make a full, full podcast and that was back then called the Dundee Culture Podcast and it was a recording pilot episodes with some mates and, you know, people from Dundee. Um, and it was only about like five, six, seven episodes recorded that I did. And I put them out and then I stopped them. Uh, and I was go- the reason being was because we had, uh, we had uh, personal losses in the family um, and, you know, a lot of other stuff was happening. And so I stopped, paused the podcast. But then I came back and to plan a new podcast series, like new, new, clean, you know, from fresh start, you know, creating a new podcast series, which would follow on from my, my Dundee Culture podcast um, that I created. And it was in 2019 I was planning this, but the pandemic, you know, I was planning on people coming over to my studio to, you know, record my the episodes. But because of the pandemic, that put a stall on that. And I was planning to, you know, delay it until after the pandemic. But uh, I was invited to do another podcast. And it gave me the idea I can do it through Zoom. So that's when I started saying, I could do this. I can do this now. And, you know, I've got the equipment here and, you know, uh, starting to record podcasts with Dundonians and people who have done amazing stuff in Dundee. And you know it's uh, that that came about, and I'm I'm lucky that I was able to call my podcast Dundee Cast because I got word in case somebody might have like got it first. So it's good that I got that name, and you know I wanted to you know um, make it about Dundee, about the people, about the arts, culture, music, um, sports, and city, and you know just you know help promote the city as a whole because podcasts are very good at the moment. People are listening to them; they're very popular. And you know, um, as as like technology advances, uh, so does like the new media trend. And you know, I want Dundee Culture to you know grow to you know be uh, keeping up with what's going on. So uh, the podcast has been absolutely brilliant. And you know, uh, I've recorded all my episodes for my first batch. Um, so it's really uh, good, and I'm looking forward to you know recording um, recording a Christmas special as well oh, with Aberdeen yeah. University. So um, I'm looking forward to that, and then I'm going back to do a regular 
second batch of episodes in the new year as well. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Yeah, man. Uh, but I mean, yeah. That's... I mean, it's just it's just outstanding your work with the podcast, um, and and even through listening to them, um, it's just been a real motivation and a real inspiration to do even this one about you know about political nonsense really. And and I have to say that is the one thing you've kind of strayed away from in your podcasts is to talk about politics. I mean, what's your thinking behind that? I mean, is there something wrong with showing a hint of? blue or red or green well, or anything like the that the first thing i when i started dundee culture the, my commitment was to make dundee culture and uh, make it for everyone and i have politicians from the smp the conservatives labor the greens uh, the liberal democrats all supporting dundee culture and you know i really appreciate that but politics has got no place in you know promoting a love for a city I would feel because it's for everyone um, and you know like over time in the last even in the last few weeks I've been asked um, like can you promote this for this candidate can you promote this for this candidate um, and I said that wouldn't be fair because I've got politicians like Jenny Mara from Labour uh, Chris Law from the SNP I've got Bill Bowman from the Conservatives and you know, and um, councillors, the Liberal Democrats councillors who follow my work as well. And it wouldn't be fair if I went, uh, went in favour of one, it wouldn't be fair on the others as well. So that's how I'm saying, because of my 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 thing that my work in that, done cultures for everyone, no politics at all, because it's really important to, you know, make it for everyone, you know, have that conversation. I mean, like for instance, even even though it's all uh, we have politicians following what I do, um, like even you had um, you had a Labour politician and a Liberal Democrat politician, you know, coming together, talking about you know trying to find the the source of why someone was off in the Google Maps search. So it's stuff fun like that, and you know it's it's been good. I mean, because we, we all share, and you know the good thing is that we all have a conversation because you have you have. Politics can be nasty, and you know, but in certain, you have these moments where together you agree with some a person from another party, and you know, and I think like you have all these politicians from Dundee who at least all together agree on that, like this year that all for Dundee, and you know, it's always good to you know have that um, endorsement from a representative from a party as well. You know, talking about politics, I don't want to talk about politics from what I do because you know some things can be controversial, um, and you know, like there was this time where I actually, um, uh, or it was the Dun- in Dundee we have Sunny Dundee, uh, which is a campaign here, and it's all yellow and black and obviously you associate yellow and black with the SNP and so um, what I did was I put the, the, the face mask, uh, um, the, one of the face masks, masks designs that uh, the city uh, kept promoting, I put that as a cover for my for my logo and I, I, I every time I, you know, every time I was on Twitter, I checked, got, I checked all the politicians' Twitter accounts to see whether they're going to unfollow me because it was the SNP colours, you know, yellow and black. You know, it's, it was because of the Sunny Dundee campaign, nothing to do with politics. And, you know, it's important. And I'm, I'm proud that there's a lot of politicians who follow Dundee culture because, like I say, despite the fact that politicians can be divided over a lot of issues, uh, they all come together to share a bond for Dundee. 
and you know I feel that's quite special no matter no matter what um you know even we have like divisions over like who supports independence who sub who doesn't support independence who supports brexit who doesn't support brexit and that sort of stuff um but all of the what I'm so happy that there's um, people from representatives from every party in Scotland that follow what I do and you know I've got to say something that um I and I'm so I'm actually so happy that um like for instance the Liberal Democrats actually love Dundee culture there's so many people there's so many groups like Northeast um Liberal Democrats that they always like what I do. You've got councillors who are Liberal Democrat politicians who follow who love what I do, and you know they're they're probably the most active party that follows Dundee culture. But like I say, I, every single party who supports my work, I really appreciate and have time for, um, and I really you know like for instance like even Jenny Mara, she's she's uh, related to Michael Mara, who I consider the best Dundonian. Uh, like to ever live and you know uh, sharing that bond I feel is very special and you know it's really good to you know have people from different parties following what I do because it's really important because like I say uh, despite the fact we have divisions we can come together uh, to come together to you know support a love for a city that um, that has grown so much so yeah I'm, I'm so happy that we uh, do have that uh, support from politicians from every party so Brilliant, mate. Fantastic. Um, just kind of moving on to the final question. On the podcast, you discuss your disability and learning difficulties quite openly and articulately. Would you just be willing to share with us your journey through yeah, that? Yeah, um, I'm happy to. And it's something that I kind of, you know, like people know about because sometimes on Dundee Culture, people say like, oh, you've got this wrong. You can't spell right. But I, like, I've got seven disabilities cerebral palsy, uh, hemiplegia, um, which is a form of cerebral palsy, uh, autism, anxiety disorder, clonus, epilepsy, um, dyscalculia, dyslexia. Um, so yeah, I've got a bunch of disabilities um, that I've been diagnosed with throughout my life. I was born with uh, hemiplegia, uh, which is, you know, uh, it paralyzes half of your body so um, my body it paralyzes my left side so I can't use my left hand very well and so it's really something that I've had to deal with you know sometimes it can get frustrating when I can't open doors when I've got something in my right hand and so sometimes I have to open the door with my left hand and sometimes it can take a while to open um, and you know it's really something that I kind of feel uh, I work hard to you know make it better because I've got this for life and you know I'm I'm trying to use it to the best of my ability uh, and because of my hemiplegia and um, because it paralyzes half the one side of my body I can get tired very easily so like for instance I'm going on uh, I'm having I'm doing exercises at the moment I'm going out for walks and you know um, and so sometimes uh, once I get like five minutes and I might want to go for a break because I can get tired because of my disability and so that that's one of my that's probably my most physical disability. Uh, I've also got, like I mentioned, autism, and I was diagnosed with that when I was about fifteen. Uh, now I'm twenty as a recording, um, and uh, when I was diagnosed with that, it kind of was clear, and there was evidence of that when I was younger because I used to always draw uh, 
lampposts and it was all in like from small to large and I was I I for some reason when I was younger I had an obsession an obsession with lampposts I don't understand why and I don't I don't want people to question like why uh, I don't know I might it was probably because of my autism um but I used to draw and you know that's a trait of autism like sometimes you can draw from a perspective from large to small and you know when I was diagnosed with it, uh, I kind of made, I kind of understood why sometimes I had angry outbursts, you know, um, I used to shout, I used to, you know, scream when like stuff, bad things happened. And, you know, I got worried a lot um, about when I did stuff and that contributes as well to my anxiety disorder. Um, but my autism in the main, I kind of feel like, you know, like Greta Thunberg has got, you know, similar to me um in that aspect and she said that she has that as a superpower so i see that as well because i see my autism as a huge drive in what i do and that's how i get up in the morning and do the culture let people know what's going on i feel like my autism is part of that i've got to let people know what's going on um and i've got to you know know everything that i can do to help help as much as i can and you know, um, that, so my autism is kind of playing a huge part in my life. Um, I've also got, um, like I say, I've got anxiety disorder. Um, sometimes I can get anxious, I can get worried uh, for things that will that can happen. But what helps me say that, and like I mentioned briefly earlier, I can't predict the future, nobody can. Uh, so I take one day at a time and that kind of calms me down because I don't know what this, what's gonna happen. So it's always good to live in the moment and you know, uh, but sometimes my, I have um, outbursts and uh, of worry. Um, sometimes it can be stressful and, you know, it's something that I kind of, you know, try and take my time to, you know, relax. I've got, I've got, I have got medication for, for my, that and my, also my epilepsy, which I'll go into next. Um, and, you know, it's just, you know, trying to keep me calm because, you know, people have got, um, and you know uh, like people have got these disorders and you know it's not really kind to you but uh, like i said i get through it and you know uh each day it can get better some days can be brilliant some days can be a bit annoying uh but yeah and so and then that leads on to my epilepsy as well and the epilepsy is actually linked with my uh hemiplegia um because um most people who have hemiplegia do have epilepsy as well and I never had a seizure from when I from when I was born to when I was seventeen. Uh, I never had a seizure, but then I had a seizure when I was seventeen, and you know it was two seizures um, that I had, and it was scary because it just never happened before. And so I was in that was in February back in twenty seventeen. I had that, I, and then in November. Um, so it's come up to three years this year since you know having this. I had four seizures uh, all in the space of two hours, and I had to go to hospital, and it was it was scary because I thought when I first had my seizures, I thought I was going to die. I literally thought, "Am I way to die here?" And you know, it's that with my anxiety disorder, it doesn't help, and you know, it's really it can be scary. And then you've also got I've also got. Um, dyslexia and dyscalculia which is kind of like obviously your words can get all over the place and dyscalculia is kind of like dyslexia but for numbers um, and 
I was kind of visible when I was in school. I hated maths. I hated it so much. And, you know, I always used to get right. annoyed that I couldn't, like, like 16 times 34, I don't even know because, you know, my numbers are all over the place. And, you know, uh, stuff like that I can't, you know, do. And so I've had to, I've had to do, uh, like, when I do my stats for the culture um, like every month, I need to, you know, the numbers and you know, add them up and, you know, do it anyway. So, and then you've also got, um, I've also got conus as well, which is, um, uh, which is a kind of a muscular um, thing that's going on in, on your leg and it can be, sometimes affect your arms and that but um, my conus kind of you know kind of makes my leg go off and on like very speedy it's kind of like a seizure but it's not a seizure like you know like that it's kind of like the legs controlling itself and I'm, I'm not doing anything with it and um, but it's all over the place and that can happen now and again uh, and that maybe can respond to my hemiplegia and my anxiety disorder as well so uh, all these all these disabilities that i have can link to one another you know what i mean so it's you know it's and then like a lot of the stuff that i do i learn to live with it every single day because you know like these disabilities i do think don't define me but sometimes they can be helpful as well and you know like my like I say, my autism, I can uh, it's my drive to do what I want to do, and you know it's stuff like that. And I'm hoping, I I hope that like I can I can manage my stuff, manage my my you know attitude and that better because sometimes I can get angry easily, and you know it can be annoying. But um, yeah, so I I love these disabilities every single day, and you know it's just to keep keep out an eye out on like trying you know live with it. So yeah. To, to have gone through all that and, and still produce nothing but, but greatness for your mm-hmm. city. Um, I think the people of Dundee owe you a massive debt of gratitude and I think they'll know that they do, um, certainly after this, but certainly through seeing you in the future on, on, on all sorts of different TV programmes and radio programmes and stuff like that because I'm sure you're going to end up on them. Andrew, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You've been an absolute No problem at all. And uh, it's, it's a real pleasure. You can find Dundee Culture on all the main social media platforms. And please visit dundeeculture.com. And you can find Dundee Cast on Spotify, TuneIn and Apple Podcasts. Andrew, once again, thank you for being on the podcast. You've been an absolute gentleman. And we hope to see you again soon. Thank you. A massive thank you to Andrew for being our first interview on the Bleeding Heart Scotchcast. Please do remember to check out Dundee Culture. And while you're at it, why not give us a follow on Instagram at the BH Scotchcast. But thanks again for listening. Stay safe. I will catch you next time. Thank you.